Thanks for listening to the Struggle Podcast, where godly guys are on a journey to define the modern masculine. And now your host, Mr. John Ray. Hey, hey, everybody. This is David Flores. Um, John Ray, unfortunately, is not here today. Um, he couldn't make it. He had uh, other commitments with work. And so uh, we're recording episode number 11 of the Struggle Podcast. And um, like our, uh, our live stream on Facebook says, what do you do when your friends get wiggy? So, <laughs> so what we're talking about is... Uh, you know, in any community, anytime you're you're uh, a part of a community, uh, there's going to be differences. Uh, people are, aren't always going to agree with uh, uh, with everything. Uh, people are aren't always going to be a hundred percent in tune with what's you know what's going on in the group, and so you know sometimes there's a falling out, and so we want to talk about that a little bit and how uh, how as as godly guys as as guys who are part of a, a uh, you know, a, a group of, of men, uh, when that happens, how do we handle that? And so, um, you know, I, I think it's a, it's a, it's appropriate. We kind of, uh, kind of, uh, approach this, uh, from a biblical sense. Uh, and so that's what we want to do tonight. And that's what we're going to talk about. Now we might be a little bit distracted because, uh, we're representing Cowboys playing tonight, doing well against the oh, yeah. Saints so far. <laughs> so, we might be a little bit looking off to the side, but uh, forgive us because it's a heck of a game going on. <laughs> we are guys after all. Yeah. All right. So, Ralph, tell us what's going on. What do you, you what, know, how, do so you wanna, how do we approach this? Sometimes I think um, there's conflicts of personality. As, as a, an attorney, I'll tell you that when we handle divorces, and I hate doing family law, but one in Texas, there's something called a no-fault divorce where they acknowledge that there is a conflict in personalities. And that's the reason that people are getting divorced, right? And I think that, uh, you know, like in some groups, sometimes there's a falling out. And, you know, our group, without getting into too much detail, you know, we had a falling out a little bit, you know, uh, there was some conflict the last couple of weeks. It ended up boiling over to the point where, where, you know, we've addressed it with each other, I think, at the end of the day, it's kind of no hard feelings. We're not going to hold anything against anybody. But I think we're trying to figure out, you know, how do we, wh what is our role as far as how do we approach, you know, when you have a falling out with a friend, with a, especially somebody that's a believer, you know, what is the right approach? Um, and I think we can kind of preface the whole conversation by saying, I'm not sure we really know, right? We're really trying to figure this thing out as we go. Right. One of the things that I brought up uh, was a passage in John chapter 13 where Jesus says that the world will know that we belong to him uh, by our love for each other. And one of the things I asked you, David, and, and, and is, we've talked about this, you know, the last couple of weeks is, can I love someone but not like them, right? We hear that all the time, right? I love you, but I don't like you, right? Yeah. And, and trying to figure out, you know, as believers, what is our role when we're having some conflict with another believer, whether it's, you know, someone in your church, whether it's someone in leadership, in our case, one of the groups of one of the one of the, you know, key friends in our in our group of friends, you know, where there's conflict and personality, how do we get that resolved? And and what does love look like when there's conflict? Yeah, totally, man. That's uh, that I think, you know, as we've, we've kind of tried to unpack it, um, you know, it's hard to separate the idea of friendship uh, without, 
you know, liking someone, <laughs> you know, that's the hard thing, right? Is, you know, how do you have a friend uh, and, and somebody that you call, uh, you know, a, a friend without, without liking them? Uh, and you know, I want to hear from Iz because I think when we were talking about this earlier, Iz had the absolute, I think, um, regular approach for most guys. Iz, you know what I'm talking about? You know, where, where you were saying like, yeah, I'm just keep, keep moving, <laughs> right? Like, like when there's a conflict for you, how, how would you normally approach it? Um, when the, yeah, when there's a, when there's a, uh, you know, man, it, it's tough. It's tough for me to answer that because I'm kind of a passive kind of dude. So I don't, I don't like confrontation. Um, right. I try to avoid it as much as I can. Um, not that I don't run into it, but, um, at this point in my life or as being a Christian, I, I just, I've learned to, you know, pray about it, obviously. And just like you said, keep it moving forward. You know, I, I can't, uh, I can't dwell on it. You know what I mean? Like uh, at, at the end of the day, I, uh, you know, I have, you know, my path and, you know, whoever I may have that conflict with, um, they got their path. And, and if we're truly friends, I, I think that, you know, we end up coming back around as we've seen. Right. So, um, I, I just, I try not to dwell on it too much. Um, yeah. Yeah. And you know, what's interesting about that? Everybody's personalities are different and, <clears throat> and I love conflicts, <laughs> you know, like we know. I, I do, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like conflict doesn't bother me is what I mean. You know, like if people yeah. are fighting if we're dealing with, with issues that are maybe, you know, tough to deal with issues. I don't mind talking about it. And, and I think a lot of people don't, that makes them uncomfortable. Um, mm -hmm. So I think it's interesting how personality plays a big deal in kind of the way we approach trying to, you know, resolve conflict. I think one of the things that we're trying to figure out is, do we even have to resolve conflict, right? So let's say somebody's got a group of friends, five friends, they're all hanging out, they've been friends for a long time. And for some reason there's a falling out, somebody leaves the group. Do you have to resolve it? Do you say, hey, eh, we'll just, you know, they're not a friend anymore. They're not a friend. They don't want to talk to a certain person. Fine. Do you just leave it like that? Is there a responsibility on somebody to try to make it right, to try to figure out how to bend to the other person's desires? You know, like I think that one of the things we're trying to figure out is kind of what's our responsibility to the other people in the group and to the person that might have been offended to try to resolve that. David, what do you think? Well, you know, what always comes to my mind when, when this happens uh, and, you know, throughout throughout my life and community uh, with other Christians, it has happened. Uh, what always, you know, kind of drives me is is the idea of, you know, leaving the one for the 90, leaving the 99 for the one, you know, uh, and just always keeping that, you know, that 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 door open, uh, because I think, you know, people over time, you know, Time is, is like it's, it's like like the the old adage says you know time is 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 the healer of all wounds, uh, and when people are ready they forgive and people are are you know they, they move they move towards forgiveness I think naturally especially believers, uh, and I think given the opportunity uh, where there is grace uh, on both sides and people are willing to um, you know willing to to humble themselves and be vulnerable to to to, to that forgiveness then um I, you know i think the door just needs to always be open uh 
and, 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 and always, always keep the lines of communication open. Uh, always keep, um, you know, keep, keep it, keep it where we're, you're, you're attempting, you know, and, and you're keeping that, that relationship alive in, in some way, form, uh, uh, or another. How about you is, well, you know, I was, uh, I was going back in, so I, I went back and read, uh, I believe, what was it? Matthew 18, mm -hmm. right? The scripture that we were wow. kind of going over. And so I was thinking of the process, like what it says, if, or what we're supposed to do if we have conflict with one another, we're supposed to go to that person first, right? And we're not supposed yeah. to go anywhere else and we're not supposed to gossip. So part of me felt like, well, we already blew that part. <laughs> but I mean, it happened within, it just so happened that it happened within the group. Um, sometimes when we have these conflicts, yeah. but, um, I just, uh, I, I agree. I agree with David as far as, you know, time, letting time go by and, you know, letting the, you know, letting the dust settle. Um, we can't spend, like I said earlier, we can't spend, uh, time, too much time dwelling on it. Cause you know, I mean, we're gonna, we're not going to be able to do the things that we need to do. Um, you know, dwelling on these things. It's like anything. If, if, if it's like, when I, you know, if I mess up or I do something bad, I'm like, ah, I, I can't beat myself down. I just got to keep it moving. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, uh, you know, I, I, I heard this interesting story and this is one of the reasons why I think it's, it's very important. Um, I heard an interesting story, a, a guy's preaching a, a message and he's talking about, um, the importance of worshiping with people that are different from you. Right. Um, and he's talking in the, in the, in the sense of, of race and, 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 but he tells this story about these friends. These it's like four, four or five friends, right? And one of the friends dies, um, and so the friend dies, and a year later, or some time goes by, and and so let's say it's you know David, Israel, and John, and Ralph, right? And uh, we'll we'll say John died since he's not, <laughs> since he's not here, odd. right? <laughs> so so John dies, and a year later. What I realize is that Israel is not quite the same, right? Now, I've known Israel. He's still my friend. We still spend all the time in the world. But what I notice is that John brought out a side in Israel that is no longer there because John is gone, right? That, that you can only really know people in, in community, because each one of us brings out characteristics in the other. And so one of the, if one of the pieces of your puzzle is missing, part of your character no longer comes to the surface, rises to the surface, because the other person was, was, in, was, was an important part of bringing that out, right? So, yeah. so I think that's one of the reasons I think why you try to figure out how do we maintain, you know, unity within groups because even when there's conflicts in personalities, it the people that don't get along, they still bring out characteristics in the other people that are missing when that person is outside of the group. I think we've all noticed that the last week or so. Yeah. You know, that for sure. That there that the chemistry within the group changes when you remove somebody in the group. And I think that's one of the reasons why trying to find unity, maintain unity is important. You know, one of the verses that uh, is out of Romans 12, 18 that I was looking at, which is 
which I think it it the responsibility on our part, which is, it, Paul says, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everybody, right? So, so I think one of the things with conflict is that we cannot always control how someone else responds to situations, but we do have a lot of control over ourselves. One of the things Israel, you know, told me this week was focus on yourself. You know, you can control yourself. What can you do differently? Focus on that. And and he and Israel's right. You know, we can't control anybody else. Um, you know, and Paul is saying in Romans, as far as it depends on you, keep the peace. Right. At the end of the day, you know, is is right. We can't just focus and dwell on the person that left the conflict or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I think I think that idea of being sure you did everything you could, you know, to maintain peace. Um, and uh, yeah, you know, so I think it's hard for every group. And I think one of the real things that we've all wrestled with is, you know, what our responsibility is to the group and to the other person, you know, and I, I'm not sure we figured it out. But one of the things we talked about this week, and David, maybe you can talk a little bit about it, even though it was something that I brought up, is the idea that when we come in it together in unity over something in prayer, you know, there's a lot of power there. And we can use that to try to resolve conflict kind of in the spiritual realm before we deal with it here in the, you know, earthly. Right. And I mean, it is it is something that you brought up when we were discussing John, uh, John, uh, I'm sorry, Matthew 18. It's it's uh, the latter part of, I think, verse 19, <clears throat> where, where, you know, he's he's talking about, you know, when, when you have these issues with other believers, when you have, uh, you know, things come up. And you followed kind of the, the the requirements that he's asked. He's he's still to main, maintain unity. Uh, pray in the spirit. You know, pray uh, for um, for reconciliation and, and for 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 you know the relationships to be mended. Um, and, and and it's an important part, I think, of not only relationships that we have uh, with with you know with uh, with our friends, but all relationships, our family members. Uh, you know, I find I have found myself several times, you know, b- being in prayer because I said something not aligned with my kids, you know, uh, and 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 asking, you know, God to give me the the spirit of of discernment to to, to heal that thing that I that you know where I was out of line, and so I think that's imp- something important that we have to do in all relationships, in our work relationships, um, in our relationships with our friends. Um, because you know when we when we bring it down to prayer it's only us and god and uh when we distill truth we distill truth that way uh and so it's important that we you know that we we're practicing that as as a discipline uh uh, in our prayer time Uh, and 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 what we decided to do is you know we're going to pray as a group uh for reconciliation and see what the what the you know kind of put the word into and, and faith into action and and see what comes of it uh, so yeah, we are doing that, and, and we're kind of reminding each other, and let's see what God does. Yeah, a little experiment, a little yeah. spiritual experiment. That's what we're doing. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, you know, I think I think one of the other important things about trying to maintain unity is that uh, you know when I went to Bible school, we used to reference this this concept of sandpaper, right? That God uses sandpaper to smooth out the edges, um, and. And, you know, if you've ever worked with wood, you know, there's splinter splinters on woods or the wood is rough. But as you start to work on it with the sandpaper, man, you can make it smooth. I mean, that your your hand just wants to touch that wood because the wood feels so smooth. And I, I think 
the idea is that God uses people to work out the rough edges in us. And when we choose to remove ourselves or not associate with the people who, where we have conflict with them, we're removing the opportunity for the sandpaper to rough out our, you know, imperfections. But even, um, you know, you know even, and, even, even as you say that, them leaving can also be the sandpaper because I've seen you struggling this week. I've seen yeah. you struggling through that and, 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 and trying to, you know, work and, and process through this. So, you know, God does what he's going to do. And he's gonna, right. And he's yeah, gonna, that's absolutely right. He's going to use it both ways. Um, right. so, you know, as long as we're we're open to the process, because this is the process that, that you know, that, that we've laid out in, in, in our uh, in our guiding principles at M46. You know, it's a process of, uh, you know, of falling down, of getting back up and, and, and you know, trying to do better. And, and going th in that process of sanctification as we learn from one another, as we learn from the Word of God, as we learn from, you know, from uh, our teachers, um, you know, we, we get we get stronger and stronger and stronger and, 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 and we're moving towards that end goal, right? Um, so, yeah, definitely, I, I, I definitely see the, 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 uh, the analogy of sandpaper being worked out right now. Yeah. yeah. Hey, I have a question for you guys about just about friendships in general. So, when I think about my friendships, especially my, my circle of friends, my guy friends, um, that circle has changed over time. Um, and, and mostly it's due to, I think, um, convenience. You know, I, I move away from a certain city, and so I, I keep in touch with people loosely, but because I don't see them or we're not in the same city, right? Mm -hmm. You change churches, and uh, you no longer see them every single Sunday, or you're no longer serving with people. Um, sometimes, you know, friends go their separate ways because of conflicts. Um, but most often it's more those other things. But I'm curious for you guys, as your circle of friends have changed, uh, how often has it been because of conflict? You had a conflict with a friend, couldn't resolve it, and just decided to not spend time with them. Or more often than not, has it been that other thing that you change churches or you change jobs or y your wife doesn't like their wife or who knows, right? <laughs> what the reasons yeah. are, right? There's lots of reasons why we change our circle of friends. I, I'm, I was trying to think this past week. I can't think of very often that it's been conflict that has caused me to decide to not really talk to somebody anymore. Most of the time, it's just out of the convenience of changing churches, changing jobs, changing cities, those types of things. Is that true for you guys too? Yeah, I think definitely for me, it's circumstance. Yeah, yeah same here, man. Um, and especially, you know, what... I'm I'm really close with my family, right? Um, like all right, all right. me and my cousins, and so we've been in a group chat. Like ever since I've left uh, Brownsville, uh, we've maintained this unity. And it's and it's funny that you say that now because like more of us are starting to like really like one of my cousins just moved to Arizona. Uh, my brother is uh, is living in Fort Worth. My one of my cousins that was that moved here a year ago is not moving to Laredo. So we're definitely being tested, man, but uh, we still we still have that um that desire to to reach out to each other and and uh <laughs> something good must have happened. So fumble, uh, fumble. I, I must be watching on delay or something. <laughs> so uh, yeah man I can't uh, I can't say that it's been because of conflict. You know is mind. you know is you bring up something super interesting man. So so one of the verses that we were looking at, was he down? He was offside. Oh, like man. Defensive offside. <laughs> so one of the verses we talked about is that Jesus said 
that the world would know him um, when they saw our unity, right, among believers, right? Our unity among believers would speak to unbelievers about the authenticity of God, right? That's a big deal. That's a lot of pressure on believers to to have unity rather than discord, right? And and so the way Jesus described it is he said, God, you and me and and me in them, right? That's the unity, right? That the unity is the way God and Jesus were together, that type of togetherness, which is which is a pretty high standard for unity among believers. But I see I see the equivalent of, and it's not all family members because I know I have some family members that, you know, sometimes you have some family members that you don't, you know, don't connect with a whole lot or, sure. you know, and, but, but the way is, is talking about family, right? Family is important. It, it's, you've been tested because people are moving all over the United States, but even that much more, it's been important to try to maintain that unity among the, the cousins, right? Yeah. Yeah. To me, I see that as an example of really what we should be striving for among believers. That, you know, with family, I've got some cousins that that I don't talk to all the time, but at family reunions, when I see them, I'm so excited to spend time with them, right? That there's even cousins that there's sometimes conflict, right? They're Republicans and I'm a Democrat, or I'm a Republican, they're a Democrat, whatever, right? We have differences opinions in politics or religion or faith, but when we get together, we're able to put all of that aside, or even we're able to argue at it, cats and dogs. But at the end of the day, we're still able to laugh and hug and joke because the underlying bond is that we are family, right? Yeah. I think what's different about the body of believers is that the underlying bond is that we're connected through the blood of Christ. And for whatever reason, that doesn't seem quite as deep as the bond of family ties. But it really does feel like what Iz is talking about is kind of like this, the goal that we should have for the unity among believers, that no matter what the conflict is, at the end of the day, you know, we have the common ground that we both believe in Jesus. Yeah. And we should be able sure. to make that the, the, the springboard for us for resolving conflict. Remember, we're still part of the same body, same family. Right. And, sure. you know, and, and it's... It's scriptural, you know, the, the idea of family uh, and, and, and the church, you know, us being the, the bride uh, of, of Christ, uh, being sons and daughters of God, you know, being brothers and sisters. Um, it, it is scriptural that we should be that way. But I think, you know, a lot of times our theologies get so, inter you know, kind of caught up in the idea of, uh, of salvation that we lose sight of the importance uh, of, of that aspect of the church is that we should be family and we should have that underlying uh, connection to where we can have differences, uh, but still be uh, still be part uh, you know part of a, of a family church. And you know I'm guilty of it. I know I'm guilty of it. In uh, uh, you know I, I I have differences with a lot of uh, what I see in the church today. Uh, and their ideological differences, and I have, um, you know, I, I, I've been guilty of separating myself from it, you know? Yeah, you know, and it's funny that you talk about the analogies. One of the analogies that's used for the body of believers is that a body. Mm -hmm. um, I think Paul talks about in Romans when he's talking about the gifts, maybe in Corinthians, where he's saying 
you know, if the whole body was an eye, it wouldn't be a body, it would be a monster, mm-hmm. you know, and that some of the parts are more visible, but the ones that you don't see, the internal organs, are the ones that are more important. I could live without my hand, but I can't live without my lungs, right? Sure. Uh, but when you think about that concept that believers are a body of believers, you know, my hand doesn't look at the other hand and be like, oh, I don't want that hand to be part of the body, you know what I mean? Like, like when you, when you go ahead. Well, no, so I was going to ask, like, so what does that look like? You know, here we're talking about being unity. We know that we're all one body, one body in Christ. And yet if we lose a part, you know, how can we truly, so how can we truly move forward or how can we move in unison if we're missing a piece? So that, and that's, that's. I think that's the idea. So, yeah. so here's yeah. one thing. Here's one thing I think. I think that somebody, whether it's the person who did the offending or the person that was offended, but somebody led by the Holy Spirit has to say, look, you are part of, we're part of the same body of believers and I need you. Right? Mm-hmm. I, I know that we're not getting along right now. I know we have a conflict of personality. I, I don't know how to resolve that, but I need you. Mm. Right. As a believer, I need you to continue to walk in this path with me, whatever that might look like. Right. Maybe we have to back off and take it a little bit slower. But but, you know, David said, keep the lines of communications, communication open so that there's an opportunity, you know, down the road. But, you know, I think we've all known people who lose a toe because of diabetes. Right. We're Hispanics. Right. We all know somebody that has lost a toe. And then it's another toe and then it's the foot, right? Mm-hmm. And those people are never the same. You know, they, they, they walk with the limp, you know, they, they, there's fear that they might lose more of their leg, more of their limb, right? Those, you know, those people are never the same. I have an uncle who is on uh, dialysis. He had a kidney transplant at one point. He had the kidney transplant and he was healthy, moderately healthy, but he was never the same after he only had one kidney. After you had yeah. to use somebody else's kidney, you know, like yeah. you lose an eye, you know, you, you you don't see depth the same way, you know, your peripheral vision gets out of whack. When a part of the body is missing, the body's not the same. Right. And you I, know? Think, I think it's safe to say that it's uh, it's irreversible, you know, when you miss it for the most part, you know, unless there's an organ transplant, but it, for the most part, it's, it's an irreversible change um, yeah. when, you, when you lose a part you know, this, this may be one of those things that we need to continue to, to unpack, but it sounds to me like in our conversation and is just brought up, I think the most important point is that is that we need all the parts of the body. Yeah. Right. Even if we don't know how to get the part back, I think we all agree every single part is super important. Yeah. You know, and, and we can't control that part. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. So I, I, I do my part. That person has to do their part. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, that's right. So I think the next step is trying to figure out, you know, and we've talked about uh, the spiritual side of it. You know, we're we're uh, you know b- binding the idea of conflict and discord. We're loosing the idea of forgiveness and love, and we're praying over that. And we're going to let the spirit move, right? So that is something that we've decided that we're going to do. And I think the other thing we figured out is all the pieces of the body are important, and when we're missing one, the body is not the same. It's not functioning right. Yeah. All right, yeah. fellas. Well, we're we're about three minutes out from thirty minutes, so uh, um, you know, let's do like John always does. What's our what's our uh, sixty second takeaway from this? Uh, uh, is you want to you want to you want to start us off? 
Oh man, me. Uh, for me, man, I um, uh, I again, I, I don't, I don't like, uh, I don't like conflict. Um, you know, I, I, I certainly don't like to see um, close friends of mine, uh, family, because I, I do consider um, us a family. I don't like to see us, um, you know, at 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 not getting along, and so. I, I I pray for um, us to get back together, right? For for like you said, resolution to happen, to get uh, resolved, and to keep them moving forward. But um, I'm I'm not gonna you know I'm not gonna change who I am. I'm gonna continue to to speak to everyone. Why? Because that's that's who I am, you know. And I'm not gonna um, you know I can't. I'm not gonna blame one person or the other. You better um, not. <laughs> Of course not. <laughs> Ralph? You know, I think um, something that we have talked about over and over the last couple of weeks is that, um, you know, so oftentimes pride is what really gets in the way. And we're all imperfect people. And, um, and sometimes we put, I think, too much pressure on ourselves and other people to live up to expectations or be who we want them to be or need them to be. I know I'm like that too. I can sometimes be judgmental and I want people to behave a certain way and when really it's probably God calling me to behave a certain way and I'm trying to impart that on everybody else around me. You know, I think that, you know, we have to have grace. We have to have pride. We have to recognize that, uh, you know, God works on all of us differently. And, um, and I think at the same time we have to realize, you know, like we have to humble ourselves, you know, and be able to, uh, you know, be led by the Spirit and figure out, you know, like, in time kind of what's the best thing but um but really i think that that idea of pride that causes conflict and the idea of that humble humbleness really is what's going to you know lead to resolving that yeah what about you dave yeah so this ain't my first rodeo in this right you know we've been a crew for man we've been like how long six years seven years and yeah. you know we've kind of over time some have gone some have come but you know i'm always praying that god brings us back together and he always has and so I'm not worried about it. I'm not worried about it. Yeah. God, God is good. God is good. Yeah, he is. And, and, all and the time. I, I think we all recognize that. And I think we all recognize uh, that we're important to each other. So thank God. God is good. Uh, good podcast. Enjoy the conversation. Go Cowboys. Hopefully, Cowboys. 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 Number one. Uh, we'll we'll see see you. Go to Super Bowl. Seven minutes to go. Super Bowl. <laughs> 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. I want to get my hopes up high. All right, later, guys. <laughs> later.